0: Welcome to episode 88 of Unlimited Railworks, Video Game Choo Choo's Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Rose, and we are here to talk about kids on the slope. Um, But first, I need to introduce these kids who may or may not be on the slopes, like Maverick.
1: Yo, it's Maverick, Top Gun, back in the game, back with the number one podcast of critical fame. All the haters can cry, kiss their wifey's goodbye, because when we hit them with their point, it's like a trucky Sakai.
0: Holy shit! What I the thought fuck? the rap episode was like two weeks ago. That was the week that it was supposed to happen. But I mean, wait, that, the rap episode was went. last week. What? It was like it was like two episode two weeks ago. It was the last episode. Every single anime had a rap episode, right? What?
2: Yeah, he wasn't what here. Did?
0: You weren't here for that. That's right. He was, he was oh, so MLA. you're. Yeah, you're catching up. You're catching up. Okay, yeah. this is good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I, I
3: get
1: it. No. Yeah. I, no. Like Aharen had, had one. Kongming had one. Yep. Kaguya had one. I, I appreciated the fact that Kaguya went for a full-on Beastie Boys vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they had to with those kids. <laughs> yeah, but um, no. Uh, I, I literally was spitballing that for a week and i'm just like ah, am i gonna do it i could try it <laughs> well it felt oh, very off it, the cuff i had it. it was great no that was good <laughs> you did it. thank you I sometimes you have it. to make it
2: sound like it was improvised
1: yeah that's i mean that's <laughs> most of it right yeah that's what you have to do no credit to legitimate <laughs> fee- stylers because jesus that was yeah really
0: really fearsome power honestly i i can't even imagine having that amount of mental capacity <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's also LV is here.
2: Yeah, hello. I, I, I'm not gonna rap. I, okay. Rap. okay, I, <laughs> I appreciate and love rap. I listen to rap. I'm not gonna rap. I am also not on a slope, so I, 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 oh. I, I came, I came unprepared to this party that has a theme. I'm sorry. I am just here for the, <laughs> <future>. <laughs> the rap slope
0: uh. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you should have read the, uh, the, the group chat a little more. No discussing and planning it uh i'm
2: i i am i am coming to this musically themed um episode um as the person who plays the triangle Uh, okay
1: (laughs) you know we all need them
2: right yeah because they're
1: like deathly important have you ever heard an out of time (laughs) triangle?
2: actually they are yeah (laughs) Mm.
0: um hey john also you're here hi hi uh Oh, oh, oh no,
4: I'm slipping down the slope. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> no! I'm okay. That
0: kill. Cool. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I did empathize with them, those kids having to walk up that damn slope. That's what I had to do in high school, too, and it fucking sucks. It's not good.
2: It's a great recurring thing, they keep bringing it up, and it's like, oh, okay. It and does suck
0: ass. And <laughs> it's when it's finally... Thing.
2: When you finally hit the bookends at the end, and it's referenced again, it's it's really funny. Uh, I personally thought, but no, like yeah, I I think there's at least one in every other high school that has the slope. You know, I get it. I don't think mine. Yeah, mine did not have a slope. It was a reasonably flat uh, street. We were in Mine's a hilly
1: spot, but like we yeah. lived at like the top of the hill. That said, in college, since I went to New York for college, I had to go like from. I remember one year it was, I lived on 23rd street Mm -hmm. and my school was at like Washington, a lot of my classes were at like Washington square park. So literally Uh 23 whole streets and then some, it was like being able to walk that in the span of half an hour so I could get to class on time became so habitual and that's the strongest my legs ever were. No,
0: I I, thought, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I feel it, because, like, so, the distance
0: between my apartment and the high school was, like, it was, like, a V, so, downhill and then uphill both way like, both ways, no matter which way you're going, it was that, um... And it was, I was at uh, 2.9 miles away from the school, which I no. know because the bus limit is three miles where they'll start having what? buses.
2: <laughs> A point one difference. No
0: so it was just like, oh, I that fucking hate right. those. Yeah. Yeah. That's schools for you.
2: Yeah, Maverick. I've, I've walked that difference and like that, that, I mean, distance. Sorry, difference. That distance. And these days, something like that is very very you know it's 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 not it's not even an issue anymore like at all it's barely you know but again like the rush of like going to a class and need to be somewhere that that for sure makes it harder i think like especially mentally it makes it more mentally tax taxing to do so and in regards to you mentioning washington square park that is co- that is a park constantly filled with people and i think that is the biggest and most worst hurdle like dealing with people traffic when you got a place to go <laughs> well luckily <laughs> getting, like, i never had behind to go someone yeah, yeah n-
1: <laughs> luckily i never had to go in during my classes but uh-huh. it was also like uh then the other
2: in an area where there's a lot of people yeah,
1: yeah and then there's at least one class i remember where it was i was an ra on like 12th street and then okay. this was a class in like one of uh nyu's actual like department buildings And this was up in, like, Lexington in, like, 30-something. So, different difference uphill, and... uh, That's a slope. I I never had to walk Murray Hill, (laughs) at least. I never had to walk Murray Hill, which...
2: Which is a slope in its name.
1: Yeah. (laughs) New York talk, folks.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's crucial.
1: Do you know that New York is the place where anime started?
0: It's true. <laughs> I've heard the rumors that such a thing was true.
1: <laughs> yeah. They don't have it anywhere else, too, is the thing. You, yeah, Osamu was, Tezuka go down, or... uh, held a calzone in his hands, and he's like, Man, this is so big. It's gigantic. Gigantor. And that's how Tentuji the 28 come, came around. <laughs>
0: It's a little known fact, like, no one outside of New York knows that. It's a sad thing, no. right? It's just, they don't teach it to schools right anywhere else.
1: Francis Ford oh, Osamu- Coppola <laughs> loved uh, Minky Momo.
0: <laughs> See, I just believe that is a thing. Like, you can make it a bit, but I just think that's probably true.
2: Osamu Hazuka was walking through Little Italy one day, and...
0: <laughs> what was that fucking insane thing that oh, that his fucking nephew Nicholas fucking said recently that he he like his favorite anime god what was that wait
2: which nicholas cage which yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah
0: yeah yeah his, yeah yeah his, his nephew his nephew yeah and i was just like okay. what is nicholas cage recently like people were like oh he he was going off about some anime he loved and it was some insane like mech anime from like 1989 or something and he's just like uh-huh. yeah i fucking love this shit more than anything oh, I, <laughs> i'll look into it i'll look I into it feel like it, it would have
1: been like uh robotech
0: it might have been uh, I can
2: see that.
0: I thought it was something like Zoids or something. I don't.
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be incredible.
0: I'll look up I'll look into it over the course of this episode. All but right. um Kids on the Slope folks. It's uh it's the anime we want.
2: Does he have an entry on Anime News Network Never mind. Sorry, keep continue.
0: He's a bold <laughs> man. <laughs> um But
2: he's not, he's listed in Anime News Network's like you know, directory. Like, I feel he hasn't like it's performed in an anime. Has he? It's
0: because like they've th- there's, they've written plenty of stories anyone? about his nephew, like sure. right because his nephew loves Love Live and shit. His his nephew, his son, sorry, his son, uh-huh. uh huh, loves Love Live and shit. So they have probably just written a bunch of articles about that. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it's on the slope or Apollo on the slope in in like the original language which i i I, it makes a lot of sense like when you watch the show like you can Mm -hmm. go oh i can see what you're going for but it's not a really good name Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. think given the nature of this show in general um it's a manga uh written by yuki kodama but this anime was done by fucking sinichiro watanabe uh who you might know of cowboy bebop fame And it's about, you know, these these high school kids growing up, really, more than anything, and uh, a couple of them are really into jazz music, and them learning how to express themselves and cope with their troubles while playing this music together, and, you know, trying to learn more about each other, or actively trying to not learn more about each other as it is. (laughs) Um but yeah, uh, so so you picked this show, Maverick. Do you want to start off, us off with uh, yeah,
1: a yeah? Sure. <laughs> I mean, i I think it has been a while since I first watched this show, and if I really had to think about it, I think this is the show that made me realize I do have an appreciation of animation and of anime in general. Because up to that point, you know, I had watched so much Gainex. X. I had watched a lot of uh, already being influenced by what I've watched out of Toonami. But I think this was the show that made me realize, oh, I can still be a fan of this and be passionate about this and actually learn more about animation process. What is involved with creating... A, a world and characters and set like this was like the thing that just clicked everything in place and you know it makes sense because on one hand it was also the fact that I was in jazz band when this uh, anime was coming out so I was also <laughs> like, I'm doing that I do this except I played saxophone and the only time they mentioned sa- saxophone is like the guy who can no longer play it because he got fucked up uh, during a protest but. At the same time, you know, it's really refreshing to actually come back to it, like more or less 10 years after the fact, because of the. F- uh, there was such an impression that the show left on me, but in my mind, it kind of like stopped at episode seven. And then there is still that gap of time until the last episode, but I just did not remember any of that, or bits and pieces. Like. I definitely remember June and Yurika getting together at one point. I remembered the uh, disappearance of Sen, but those kind of just melded into one point until the last episode and the last duet between uh, Nishima and uh, Sentoro. And, I mean, that as well, our main characters here are uh, Nishima, Kaoru, a uh, boy that moves to the countryside during a post or yeah post occupation Japan his dad is working with the Navy and he feels like is a kid that's feeling isolated and especially so when at a time there where there's so much unity or not unity but just like cultivation of smaller like space it's pretty simple to feel ostracized especially when you are like a military brat and he ends up being involved with a few like kids in his life, uh, two of these being, and I was so professional with making sure that I had everything ready, uh, Ritsuko. And <laughs> Ritsuko is sort of just like the uh, immediate like passion and crush, but f- before really getting to know her, he also meets Sentaro, who is a uh, mixed child. Um, child of American servicemen and a Japanese mom who basically just like was already facing discrimination and like that I think dichotomy of the two really does nail sort of like this what can feel like a very nebulous series at times but I think it really is centered on just being able to reconcile with who you are and reconcile with what it is to exist in a space of development of uh, continuous change and realizing that in a lot of these things you know it's easy to have regrets the best thing you can do is just continue to go forward and leave as little of those regrets uh behind it, you know it's what makes jazz such a poignant part of the series where there is definitely a with jazz comes you know a lot of um, implications in terms of just the aspect of globalization, the way that race really does become entwined in Japan's history in a way that might not have immediately been as apparent as, say, like, the um, introduction of the Dutch and European folks trading with uh, Japanese uh, people, but... This is very much a situation where, you know, 20 years removed from this series starting in 1966, 20 years removed from the end of the war and the surrendering uh, to the United States, having to exist in that kind of a space and just really digesting what it means to be, it's still very poignant, I feel. And especially being able to catch up more where, June was um, such a such an afterthought for me when I first watched this series, uh, sort of just being this older brother mentor or figure or idol to Sentero and ultimately being the uh, host of like feelings for Yuriko, who is also just being pulled by the reality of these times. Uh, to see uh, June in this different light now, where it's like, oh, okay. I get the conflict that you feel by kind of being responsible for your friend's uh, well-being because of the fact that you tried to get yourself involved with um, protests at the time. He definitely became much more uh, grounded to me as a character, and that story developing definitely resonated with me more And seeing what exactly was there. I think overall... As well, just like knowing that this is the series that uh, Watanabe be worked on after, basically after Samurai Champloo, like in terms of what he's done as a director, it's Bebop, Champloo, this, and basically going into Space Dandy with some stuff in between as well. But seeing that, z- seeing this in the middle of all that, it's definitely like just a it's equal parts a challenge and a reset. I was able to also uh since I was watching this on the Blu-ray, I was able to see interviews that were conducted with not just Watanabe, but also uh Yoko Kano, who does the music for this series, and the two So for this um series, they actually hired They hired two session musicians to actually portray the uh piano and uh, drum m- movements for Kauru and Sentaro. So uh, Takashi Matsunaga did the mocap and music performance for Kaoru and then uh, Shunichi Ishiwaka did it for Sentaro. And to see that they were basically also learning to be a part of that overall performance alongside the seiyu, alongside the animators, um, you also see it where there are just these intricate camera operations and uh watanabe Watanabe even mentions it where it's like oh yeah we didn't really have the budget for it so we kind of just asked people on staff if they could bring like their camcorders if they had them and we just had them strapped all around so that we could get multiple angles of the performance and you can see them print those pictures as part of the storyboard process so that animators could go back and reference them trace through and create that motion because you know, if you haven't seen the show itself, you're at least aware of the videos that people are, are putting out where it's like, oh, wow, this show really knew how to capture people hitting the drums or playing the piano. And I, I think a lot about coming back to the series, there is a lot of choppiness and a lot of just like, there is a sloppiness to it that makes sense, realizing that this is Studio Mappa's first production, a, a co-production yeah. with... Uh, Tezuka Productions but there is so much there that you can just tell oh these are the things that would then become like what they're known for now like you can see so much of that budding innovation drive and passion from just even the behind the scenes documentation of how they had to figure this all out to see that basically evolve within the next 10 years I don't know it's just very staggering to see it it felt good to come back to this and just realize like shit 10 years has passed and it's a lot to take in all at once but I'm also eager to see what everyone else thinks about coming back to this show Mm mm-hmm I think it's really interesting, just like you said. Like how
0: far Mappa has come. Like I would say, even just in the last five years, really. Yeah. Like it's unreal. Like to like mirror the show almost. It's like wow, every like everything moves fast, right? Like it's just one day you're making this, and then the next you're making four shows at once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. God, I also love I I love the fact that in the span of twelve episodes, we see we essentially see eleven years go by.
0: Yeah. But even just for like the most part, even just four years, that's crazy. Like
1: And it's done in a way where you can argue about the pacing to an extent, but I think it does capture that sensation where once you're actually at senior year of high school looking back on it. You just can only think back to those specific points because of the fact that time really just went by in that uh, span. It went by in a blur. Mm
0: -hmm. John, what do you think?
4: What did you think of the show? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I just thought it was okay. Um, I don't really have too many deep thoughts about it. I just thought it was fine. I, 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 I don't really know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I I finished watching it, and I was just kind of like, all right. I, I, I feel weird saying that. Um, but if
0: if it's a I, consolation, I feel the same way as you. Okay. Um. I I think that it has some interesting ideas. I, I think, like, the idea of the show being in expression of, like... Like, I, I think the strongest parts of these shows are when they're expressing their emotions through the, the music or right. through, like, the raw, like, emotional, like, meltdowns they have. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And then I think a lot of the other stuff... I, I joked this in the, the group chat, but a lot of it is, like, and then everyone clapped, right? Like every time they play music in a public area, everyone's going crazy for it in a way that yeah. I get what they're going for. But between that and the more grounded, like, emotional stuff, it feels really weird and out of left field, to me at least, personally.
4: Yeah, like, it It, it reminds me of, like, co- like, how there's all these scenes in Komei where, like, the girls will start singing... Out of nowhere, and everyone's yeah, just like, and then oh, everyone's shit. like, "Yeah, what? yeah, yeah." Like, yeah. It, but but that's like, it's goofy. That show is goofy, and like, I can kind of roll with it because it's just like, yeah, here's this dumb show about fucking an ancient Chinese Three Kingdoms guy appearing in Japan today and becoming a music producer, and like, I can kind of temper my expectations there. But yeah, here I'm like, I was just sitting there like, yeah, everyone's like. Like, oh shit! Get in the, everyone get to the friggin' con- concert room on the double. They're playing Moanin' in there. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it's good. Don't get it twisted. It's
0: good. I think music. like the performances are great. Yeah, but yeah. it's like that, that. That's not like, and like I know there's like, listen. It was very strange in the 1950s and 60s. I guess. In so. the world. It was a, there was not, like, w- after seeing that post the other day about how, like, a- everyone lo- in America loved to watch two trains just slam into each other <laughs> yeah. and blow up. Like, that was the <laughs> coolest thing in the world to them. It's like, I don't want to discredit the idea that maybe, like, they're hearing this music. Not a lot of people have record players, right? Like, it's still, like, a very limited but- thing. But if, it's if still, hollow, was, you know,
4: if I heard there was gonna be a a, a scheduled train crash, I don't. I'd you would go to it. Leave. I'd at least have <laughs> yeah. it because that's pretty <laughs> ball- uh, Like I don't know. I have to figure out how to like make sure that I'm far enough away because I think like a big problem with that was that people were getting fucking like just d- 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 killed by debris. But yeah,
1: uh, just, that like, just that shows with, their like, dedication. Like,
4: yeah, if I could watch it with, like, a telescope or something, I'm down. That sounds great. I
2: mean, that's, like, into, like, modern, when, like, you know, and they, people do it for charity and fundraising now. Like, oh, place your bids so you can be there in person to, to push the lever, like, oh, when they detonate sick. buildings. Today. Yeah. That's a oh, thing, I gotta, like. I gotta, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta get
4: in on that, actually. Shit. I wanna press <laughs>
2: Yeah, the you, they auction off, like, you, they auction off bids to, like, for you to push down Ugh. the lever, you know, yeah, and, be, yeah, you know right. and it goes to a charity. I, <laughs> but but it's, topic. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, back on topic, it really does. It's just like it, it all felt like and that's my problem with the show in general is it felt like too much always. Always too much was happening. Um except for the parts like I said like where it, they're they're solitary, they're alone. Like I think like the most effective times are when Kawaru or Centaro are by themselves like meditating on their issues. The show is like otherwise like it's just I think about what makes the most effective character work to me, and it is seeing what these characters do in the downtime that explains why they like each other. Um, And here, a lot of it just felt like, like, I'm seeing them play jazz together, and this is telling me that they are enjoying each other's presence, and they're bouncing off of each other in a way that is reflective of, like, their back and forth, but I'm not seeing why they like, like each other all these people
4: yeah like i i think a big another big problem and something that i was thinking a lot about was just that like it it really felt like characters emotions were swinging back and forth very quickly at times like you know obviously you know they're they're teens shit's gonna be weird you know they're all like going through puberty and like being awkward with each other but like I I feel like it was seriously just, like, sometimes, like, between shots, almost, Kaoru would be, like, in an understanding and good mood with, like, Santoro, and then, like, you know, like, it, it would change, and, like, yeah, like, you know, like, things people say change your mind and change your outlook and all that, but, like, I just felt like there was like maybe like maybe too much cut or something because some something I don't, yeah. I don't remember who I don't remember who said it it might have it was I think it was either Maverick or LV who was talking about like the original manga version who said that like the part where uh, there was like the the racist American dude like ye- oh, yeah. yelling yelling yeah, yeah. racist shit in the yeah in I when was going pl- to that yeah when they were playing the li-
2: live yeah music. there was context lost as to why that happened or why that why was that a scene in this. Um... Yeah. I'll, I'll go I go. I thought one. it like yeah. made
4: a lot of sense like yeah. for yeah, that to well, happen but they don't go anywhere with it. Yeah, they don't yeah, go anywhere. Exactly. With it. um, yeah, it's it's right. like they introduce this this bit where it's just like, yeah, like here's this racist guy and like yeah, like it's like it's a good moment for Centuro to like want to stick up or or like like not want to stand for it. But, you know, like for in the context of the story, it didn't really mean that much because it's just like Mhm. You know, like, yeah, it's like, here's here's this happening, like, sure, yeah, it shows that, like, is a good person, but beyond that, what's it really mean for the characters, especially when, like, most of them just kind of, like, just start playing music right after, and they're just like, eh, whatever, let's just ignore him. fuck it, you know, we kept, <laughs> yeah. we kept playing, but, <laughs> like, not I would out, say, which is but not in the context of the manga it is important because they talk about how Santoro learned to play from a black drummer. And it's like, yeah. So he would stand up more for it because he's not going to stand for racism because he has a, he, he knows he, he respects like black music and respects the people that make the music. And, you know, like, I just think that, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I think that's just like emblematic of how the story is structured in the anime. Like, I just think that there's a lot of like context and like, just little little bits here or there. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could at least argue
1: that that scene becomes more of a point to show off Brother June. But then at the same time, it's yeah. like, you know, it took me a second rewatch to actually um, feel something for June this time. When I first watched it, I'm like, oh, dude, why are you sad?
0: <laughs> are so, you,
3: yeah, so are you I, I feel like you're
1: like the coolest guy ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think see- me seeing this series for the first time as an adult, definitely, are like, I immediately, I think June was the only character I thought that they really nailed most of it with. Mm-hmm. As a side character, um, I felt like there was just too much inconsistency with the rest of I, And I, yeah. I don't want to, like, immediately say that like that, like, as a, like, because... What is being a teen if not being inconsistent, right? Like there is, (laughs) you just do insane things constantly that don't make any sense and make things harder for yourself.
1: You're the drill tweet that's like having the lever that says racism. But then every time that you look at the audience, you're kind of just like, you know what? Fuck you. And then you pull it back a little bit. And then you're like, all right. And then you pull it forward again but replace it with like any sort of
0: like just any reflects it with misogyny yeah um
1: (laughs) and that's this anime (laughs) Um, it
0: was just like i think like when it comes down to it my own like i i think i thought it was really funny that junichi was voiced by uh, junichi suave by the way i thought that was a little Mm -hmm. funny 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 little haha because it's just him i guess basically so whatever sure um but i think like There is this undercurrent to the entire series about, I wouldn't, I'm trying to think of the word to use here of like, not misanthropy, but like, not even being a mind like being not oppressed, but like being ostracized. That's the word I want to use. It's like being the thing on the outside. An outsider. Yeah. But it doesn't do enough with it and that was my problem is because that was the parts that was most effective to me like I said when they feel like they're wrong when they feel like they fucked up when they feel like they need to leave that they need to be away from everything those are the parts where the series were the most effective like with June June leaving like that's a very real thing for a dude to do he feel like he burned all his bridges trying to stand up for what he believed in you know and doing all this other stuff and so he loses faith in himself like that's a good character arc but like the second that they introduce another character into these situations, it feels like they mess it up to me. Like, for example, I don't think that, um, uh, oh my God, why can't I remember her name? Uh, Eureka. I don't think anything they do with her is enough to explain (laughs) it. Like there are women like that. Don't get me wrong. There are (laughs) women who make Lula who like, I can fix him. Right. They, they want (laughs) to go in on it and, also like just to escape as a teenager you want an escape from whatever mm-hmm. situation you're currently in and that all makes sense but just like the like the whole weird like fake sexual bit that they do or whatever and it's like oh this you're just thinking oh i can make her leave and he's like damn i was just like everyone in the show needs to stop with this like also they all keep kissing women like randomly you've and then, like, it causes problems, and that was really funny to me, as, like, a reoccurring <laughs> bit. Like, I think, like, there are interesting ideas about, I, so, as the boys' love expert here, um, I will yeah. say that I, I've seen a lot of people upsell me on this, and I don't think there's enough here.
4: No. Um, I, 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 I really was...
3: Wikip-
4: I looked at the Wikipedia page for this and like it mentions multiple times subtextual homoeroticism and like i was <laughs> there just definitely kinda, is but i don't there's a little bit there's a little bit here and there but i feel like as it goes it, it it's completely lost and it's more about like the triangle like it like them like ki- like i wouldn't say fighting over Ritsko, but like maybe like, unconsciously I, yeah. in a way i think like, i think there is a level
0: of comp pet going on <laughs> definitely, between um, between Kaoru and fucking uh, uh, Ritsuko. But it's like, I don't think there is... It really comes down to what I was saying before. Like, I just don't think there's enough downtime where they're spending time with each other. Like, every single time they have downtime, it has to be interrupted by some new drama facet yeah. being rolled in. And it yeah, just feels absolutely. relentless in a way that I really wish that... I wish that this instead of being 10 percent jazz this show was like 40 percent jazz yes even like i feel like that would have done like a lot for my impressions of the jazz characters vibes. i think i think they could have cut out the entire fucking um he's fine but the fucking matsuoka is like <laughs> he just feels like a really unnecessary character he- In the end, at the end, when you get to the end, like, and that's, (laughs) and again, I, I I struggle with this because again, I get the idea of high school and there are unnecessary people, you know, in high school, (laughs) you know, if you're looking at it from a story perspective, everyone has these guys, but it's just like, he
2: was, he was introduced and integrated in a way that was kind of late, like,
0: yeah, hold
2: it in from doing it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's just, I felt like at a, at like, I wanted to like this show a lot more, and I like the idea of it a lot more than I like the actual execution, but you also saying that this was the first show Mappa did, which I did not know before that, that makes a lot of sense, because you don't, you know, you don't know perfectly how to adapt that stuff. Like, screenplay is something you work on over time, like, adaptation-wise.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's a skill you learn <laughs> through doing, and I, I think that's something they've definitely learned over the years.
1: yeah. Like the direction, I think, is definitely there, but then looking at who the writers are, looking at just the. Looking at it as a co production with one studio that, like, just got set up, it makes sense. Like, and. Yeah. No, there's definitely a lot more that could have been emphasized on. I think, like. Hmm. In my heart of hearts, I definitely think that there is more downtime. To the show but then i'm looking back at it like having marathoned it all in the span of like a day it really does go beat by beat by beat by beat and i can understand where that comes from to an extent but then also like for sure i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna try and argue the character of Eureka, where even i kind of forget why she's around sometimes
0: yeah, it just, it, it at a certain point, like, it, the problem, like, I think they could have done something with that, but there just wasn't enough of her. There wasn't enough of her. It was a lot of June, yeah. and a lot of Centauro, and not enough of her.
1: I feel like, in, uh, to do this level of, like, pacing, maybe this could have benefited from two cores, or like,
0: a Yeah, a half. Definitely. Yes. I think it would have benefited from that for sure. A quarter and a half I think even. You could do a lot of they could have episodes, done a lot more. I think definitely yeah.
1: would pace out some of those moments or even just provide episodes that are just that contemplation where I think the soundtrack does a lot of does a lot of legwork with providing the atmosphere.
0: It, it really does too. Because it, it's really good. It like does a lot it like it's the way that they utilize the music in this show is probably its strongest point, and that's why
1: I wish there was more of it. I think this might uh, be my favorite Yoko Kanno score. Like, it's probably really good. Top five of the uh, top five of any OC that I can think of. Really, I th- I think it's just
0: it, like. There really did need to be more about because it. it's clear the themes of ostracization are everywhere in this. The Catholicism in Japan mm-hmm. in the 1960s, the like the Sentaro's the child of an American soldier, like was a rich kid in, in an area that's not rich. Right? Mm-hmm. There's all of these different things that they could have approached, and it doesn't feel like they go like w- at the end when Sentaro's a priest in training. Um, I was like, just because he had a rosary, like, I, I, there wasn't, like, enough of him, like, doing things at the church. There wasn't enough of his faith or his beliefs, I think, that was expressed because of the lack of downtime or the lack of anything. Like, if there had just been even, like, one episode where they all go to church or something and they talk about it or yeah. anything, but it's,
1: it, you know. I think I at least give the show credit of like the shot of him at the end with all of the other kids is stronger than at least everything. It, sure, it's yeah. the fact that I have to argue. Well, what are the reasons why I can't imagine Santardo as a teacher, and what would probably be the next easiest thing that he plausibly could do, like given his situation. I guess the church isn't going to, like, deny somebody who wants to be a man of the cloth, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it just, it really just felt like a real, like, I guess, like, I, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, I might just have been going in with, like, a more critical lens because of, like, people had, like, uh, like, told me, like, this is one of the best anime I've ever seen. And I can definitely see why a teenager would feel that way. But I think that having seen a lot more works, having seen a lot more things that explore topics like this, it doesn't feel like it did all of that it could, to me.
1: Definitely. Yeah. But, you
0: know, I still respect it for just the premise of it, you know? Like, there's not, I can't
1: name something else like it, you know? Right. That's... I'm actually curious, Elvi. Um, you watched yeah. the live-action movie as well. Right? I
2: have. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say like it's important to note too. This is, I think, o- Watanabe's only adaptation of a pre-existing work, um, and I think that's an interesting factor to consider as well. Um, in terms of like, okay, how? Do- <laughs> what was. What was the mindset in terms of approaching the direction for something someone else did? And, you know, the decisions to kind of cut out or what to change comparatively when, you know, having this library of like original work like Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, etc. I can, I can, he he has, he has done work for Macross, but in itself that is like a, a really long-standing pre-established franchise at that point in time. But Something like Kids on a Soap by you know a mangaka who's not very well known, and I don't know if any of her other work has been adapted. I, I believe her if I'm wrong, I, I apologize. Uh, but I, I don't, I doubt like any of her other work has been localized to North America since beyond the series. So it's interesting to think about like that too, in regards to like, huh, I wonder why these choices were made. Um, and you know, having seen the live action film adaptation which came out a couple years after so that's another important thing I know it's, it's it's it came out a couple years after and again as someone who's been like kind of watching live action versions of in conjunction with um, some some of the stuff we've been watching lately because like it's some stuff it's stuff that's been kind of years old so like finding the drama versions or some sort of live action iterations a little more accessible to look up now you know kind of like princess jellyfish etc and like uh, the recent kotaru-kun series um it's very interesting to see what they did in regards to adapt what i feel like again i have not propped open the chapters i have no modicum reference beyond again my me similarly uh, sourcing the wikipedia article and reading the synopses and all that and, like um it is very interesting to me to like make the comparisons between these two adaptations where the live-action movie seems to have adapted more of what happens in the manga, and, like, he seems to have reordered events in a way that seems more accurate to it. Um, and it really makes me think that the series— again, like, in the fashion that Watanabe does, is the emphasis on music more than the composition of the series. Um... And it feels that way. It feels like Kids on a Slip was supposed to be the jazz series, you know, post a couple couple decades after Cowboy Bebop, right? Yet, they could not decide if they wanted to do just a straightforward coming-of-age drama versus here's a series about music. Uh, And that kind of comes around again years later with Carol Tuesday, which is his most recent work, right? Like, it's interesting to see the series, like, in his filmography as this evolution of his directorial work you know me pretending uh Taran resonance does not exist i have never seen it i don't think i'm going to choose to see it unless 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 that comes up as one of the um sub, uh submissions so if someone submits it i will watch it i i, I have to right i have no choice <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretending it does not exist but in terms of it being kids on a slope being in the middle point of his work it is a very interesting Evolution of seeing someone do stories that come from like a, a more cynical, a, m- a more cynical world, more cynical set. You know, you have Cowboy Bebop to Carol and Tuesday, which you know again people you know people allude to Carol and Tuesday possibly being uh, in the same universe as Cowboy Bebop to a more you know optimistic view of the world right mm-hmm. and kids on the slope is like an interesting middle point it's, a, it's it's in the middle of that sandwich where you have both yeah like misanthropy is a, is a way to you know was a word brought up right in this discussion so far um where you kind of have like this setting grounded in actual reality like these other things are like on sci-fi space rhetorical futures right this is a this is a setting based in reality Yet it does not shy away from the fact that, like, hey, here's this opt. Here, here are these kids going through some awful. Well, not quite awful, but like, yeah, some taxing things. Yeah, at the end of the day, they kind of come through back together, uh, unified in a bittersweet way, right? Um, And I I agree with all the points over like the series, kind of like tackling all these heavy, not heavy, but like tackling all these themes, but not quite finishing the threads on them. And I feel like the movie version, um, which again to reiterate came out years later, so it's also responding to like different, different trends, different like needs at that point in time of storytelling, um, and to again a different audience, a non-anime viewing audience potentially, right? If this was released in theaters in Japan, um, where I think it hits the. the movie felt like it hits the beats of some of the social issues the anime doesn't properly do a full circle on compare you know um, what you know to talk about the differences again like I I do recommend someone to people to watch if they do want to sit down and kind of find a comparison it's about two hours long Um, you know like especially the stuff concerning the the themes of like racism and ostracization I think it handles it much better at the sacrifice though of again still like the Yurika June situation and you know, again, like I said, Masuka is... Uh, I said in the group chat, Masuka is non-existent in this film beyond existing for the bench, benchmark of the school festival concert, right? Um, where it really it really does cement itself around the, the trio, the main trio. Um, you know, to bring up the bar scene again, they, they changed it. So again, actually, I'm not sure which happens actually more accurately in the manga. But um, instead of like, you know the uh, a man just rant, you know spouting racist shit out of nowhere and having this outburst in sitaro and slash slash june you know kind of having to step in and intervene and to kind of sound him out it was a little more i think i think what they did made more sense and in this case it was they go to the bar and it's actually a group of drunk sailors white american sailors in the bar being rowdy and they start calling them slurs they start calling the two boys slurs um and I felt and, and, and basically the rest of the scene plays out where they start playing music to kind of like drive them away and to, dis, and to distract, you know, distract them so the rest of the crowd in the bar like, you know, you know, and, and basically changing the audience in place to like, you know, de-escalate things. Um, and that alone, that minor change alone was very interesting in that, and I feel like it was more um fitting to what ultimately makes sense for the setting that is taking place in a Japan still freshly reeling from the fact that there are American, you know, sailors occupy, you know, like there are American sailors stationed in the country, you know, like that made way more sense than I think what the anime did. And like, I, I think the movie does like small, minute changes that rounds out those issues, um, you know, and, and John, as John alluded to, like Centaro's backstory is more grounded and more explicitly, explains that he as a child he met a black man that taught him how to play music um and w- especially with the way the anime handled like his him con- him like also destroying the truth in a way where he, you know the, the insane first of all the insane story where his grandmother just perished from tb in front of it like i <laughs> i it is the- that scene is like like, th- that scene matches nothing else that happens in the rest of the your- That was the most disturbing thing that happens in the series. It catches you off guard. Like, why is this old woman vomiting blood? Um, which, again, like, it turns out that's actually, like, an exaggeration or potentially not true. Um, you know, on top... But, yeah, on top of, like, Santaro... Like, t- like Santaro's uh, development really tying into, like, the themes exploring race, race and identity... Um, you know, going back to the Catholicism thing, like, they they actually do explain, like, he was abandoned at a church and he was raised at a church, you know, and like, or at least, or at least um, he, there was some sort of, there's some sort of symbolic connection to him being abandoned at church, you know, um, you know, and then leading into him being adopted, you know, by some sort of distant relative or like someone who just wanted, you know, take him in. Like, I, like, it does tiny things like that that I think ties in the themes that the anime just fails to fully put a cap on, right? But meanwhile, like, it also has its own issues. Again, it's something that's, like, is limited with its two-hour time span. It doesn't, it's not able to capture, which I think still at the end of the day is the main issue, where there's not a lot of contemplation. There's not a lot of moments showing how this circle of friendship is developing. It's not really showing them talking to each other enough. Like, the biggest issue with the movie, too, is, like, it really, it really undersells the relationship between Nishimi and, you know, uh, Nishimi and Ritsuko, where they barely interact. So their moment, their first interaction with the kiss, like, doesn't make sense. It felt like it comes out of nowhere. Um Meanwhile, with Yurika, they aged her up, because again, it's like, (laughs) because again, like the kind of dicey issue of her being a high school student, right, in the original series, which again, to say that is something that unfortunately was like commonplace, or at least more commonplace in regards to that being also kind of encouraged, especially when it comes to young women being encouraged to date older men, you know? And that kind of was that standard at a point in time, which I think was accurate. But as to say, again, this was a movie made for a more generalized wide audience. So I, I think that decision makes sense. Um, but in doing so, she no longer is a student, and do- she but she was more of like a fellow college student of June. Um, and as a result, they kind of made her character more distant. Um, but in the way she was romanticized by Centauro, that also makes sense, you know, like... But as a result, like those two were made more like a be- you know those two were made more like a footnote as opposed to having any strong involvement with the main trio. Um, but yeah, I am just like kind of sounding off like those observations I had with the movie. Um, and I think where it lacks, too, is that I think the anime does like a great job with all of its visual, you know, bookends you know the whole thing where nishimi the, you know again the the most signature one of the most signature moments in the series and overall in the manga too just the imagery of nishimi pulling the sheet off Centaro, which is probably the gayest moment the, the whole series goes through and like it doesn't it does it, pe- it peaks right there and it doesn't go any higher beyond that but and you know the anime repeats it in regards to the hospital scene and like the end when it turns out to be a drum set you know the the, the movie does not quite do that but it, but the movie fills in a lot of gaps that I think, we you know we've been kind of like you know walks you know walks over being an issue right in this discussion right now which I which you know it's it's just me in my head thinking like wow I wish all like I wish both the good parts of the anime and the good parts of this movie synthesized and became one thing but we can't have that. Right. That's not how that uh-huh. works. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> but like, not right, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. That's right. true. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And again, it's like interesting to probably open up that book and see like, huh, I wonder what actually was supposed. To, yeah. But right. It's like interesting comparing these two different mediums. Right. And to see, and to kind of understand to why those decisions were made the way they were again, like the movie was made years later. So there probably were changes in terms of interest in regards to how they wanted to pick this story. Um, and meanwhile, something like Kids on the Slope, though well-received at that point in time. Like, I, I agree with you, Rose. Like, I feel like it was kind of, like, overrated, even looking back at, it that, at that point in time. But there certainly have been far better stories that explore similar things since then, in 2012. Um, all those years ago. Whoa. Whoa, a decade ago, too. A Jesus. decade a Jesus ago. Christ. A yeah. decade as far as, like, how the... the which is the same, you know, same amount of years that spanned across the series as well. Um but yeah yeah it's it was you know and like too the movie as well also i think does full closure on like what kind of happens with the the three of them it, it makes it very explicitly clear that yeah they're going to they're gonna hang out again, they're gonna, they're gonna rekindle their friendship, and it, it, it was very explicit, too, about, like, Sentara, like, going back to Ritsuko and them figuring that out, you know, whereas the anime made it ambiguous, and she kind of just pops out, out of nowhere, which is like, okay, cool, new haircut, sure, uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, that is to say, I, I also agree with the more positive sentiment, like, where I, even though there are stories that have done all the various things that this series was trying to do in one cohesive package, much better as individual things, it, I agree that I don't think there's something else that has been quite like it since. You, um, when I think of the room, you know, when I think of like all the romance moments, for instance, I think immediately, I, I. I immediately remembered Su- Suki Gaki You know, the moon. The moon is beautiful tonight. I don't know if anyone else has seen that series, but I think of that. Where that's a series that I think handles teenage adolescence and romance and miscommunication, which again is a very annoying thing that happens. Like these people should talk more. <laughs> um, but that is a series that is more recent that handled those aspects well. I, I, you know, there are parts to the series as well that you know reminds me of other things that, like, oh, okay this yeah you know overall yeah overall this is it's not to say that the series is outdated but for sure that are there are better stories that have like i think explored the concepts it was trying to do sense um and it's certainly a series that i think makes sense at that point in time was revered for was i think especially in regards to the social issues it tried to touch upon but it didn't it didn't quite land right um and yeah, I agree. It's it's its music is its strongest suit because, if it wasn't that that'd be even sadder. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: for if they did a jazz
0: was, anime and they didn't have yeah, like
2: oh no, like
0: session musicians that would be for, well. for,
2: in the, dun, the interview. Dun, dun, um, dun, 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 uh, so <laughs> yeah,
1: not in the interview that um <clears throat> is combined with the Blu-ray. Like Watanabe even mentions, like you know, there are people that like to use music as sort of a uh, halfway, like, guideline, but I don't really sit well with that. And I think it really speaks to just the direction that he takes with the anime. Even, like, I-, I had watched the dub, and right, even noticing the way that the series goes from dialogue into, like, music montage, there are moments where the ADR is just, like, a second or two either too quick or... Dragging a little bit, where it makes sense, mm-hmm. like it—it's it, so crucial to the way that he directs things. You know, though, be it the choreography and bebop and champlu, to the way that you know things are so loud and space dandy. Like this is definitely right. a subtler interpretation of that same uh, direction, but in a way where it really just is prominent, and you can tell that this is a guy that does mean it when it's like, you know. If you're going to say that a show is going to incorporate music, you might as well put your whole, like, you got to put your foot in it so that it really shows off, even if it can be clunky at points.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, where it succeeds the most is using the cipher of jazz to just pretty much, pretty much eloquent. Yeah, life is messy. Life is freeform. But sometimes that makes something beautiful, right? Sometimes at the end of the day, once (laughs) it 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 will it's gonna it's gonna yield something that will move you, um, right? And and you know that's something they basically say nearly verbatim multiple times throughout the throughout the series. Um, You know that's that's really yeah that's really where I think it it solidifies. um, I think like at least one point out of many points it was trying to make, right? Yeah,
1: and and again, Um, like I. It's not that I was just a uh, stinky little freshman. I was a stinky little freshman (laughs) that was also playing jazz. So whenever they said, you only got one performance, you gotta leave everything there for that one performance. Listen, I have played multiple, like, football games and, like, marching competitions, jazz concert, like... Each one of those has felt different from others. There have been some good ones. There have been some shit ones. Like, some nights you leave feeling like you're the best thing ever. There were nights where I just sat there and I'm just like, dude, like, I hate myself. And, I like, I appreciate that, that essence. Like, it was something that I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate as well ten years ago when I first saw it. But I appreciate that, that overall message of just being able to have a being able to say I finished something. I saw this through to the end, and I can keep going. I'm grateful that that's uh, something that just even the, all the interpretations of this media has like uh, consolidated. Like I'm glad that the movie is different from the anime. Yeah, I which I think is like yeah. a cool
2: thing to see. Yeah, I I think another thing too that I really liked about the series ultimately as like part of my positive takeaways is that I not love but I appreciate the depiction of this particular time period and setting, which is something that I think only in more recent years is being unpacked as like you know as you know as people of the Western world right as, as you know kind of unpacking. A, you know, like unpacking like Asian discrimination, but no one really looking at that from, <laughs> from from the you know like you've seen you know like looking at that in the United States, in England, but like no one really looking at within like the mainland of Asia itself and like the impact of stuff like of imperialism and um, just kind of like those tiny ripple effects that causes upon you know that that you know that imp- that not causes that impacts like just daily living again like again like the way it, it doesn't need to be like a hamfist like characters being subjected to racism every day You're like no of course not but like the tiny things that the series has done whether or not i thought like you know it could have been done better you know like you know in the anime versus me also thinking like oh okay they actually fully fleshed this out a little more in the movie version um i i definitely appreciate that and i I just would like to see that kind of unpacked more especially from an actual japanese creator perspective because we don't see that often depicted even to this day, and I, I it, and I can kind of now better see as I'm talking about this why there also was like pretty strong reception to that particular aspect back when this was released. Because I can't about imag- I, I can't think of anything else at that point in time that was like exploring that or like even tiptoeing like into that issue at all. Like the idea of like you know like uh, you know again like you know mixed race discrimination in Japan, which you know is is certainly an issue, Um and the impact of, like, westernization and how um, that is impacting citizens to to this day and the issue of, like, the American military presence, right? Um, like, you know, and and again, like, I think people give um, Watanabe way too much credit for <laughs> his handle and exploration of race in anime because, for sure, like, there are issues in regards to certain character designs that still lean on stereotypes, you know, like, all that. But for sure, I can't I can't really... Think about, like, anyone else in the industry right now that, like, is willing to at least explore that, you know, and and at least to, to be, like, able to, like, open up, open up, you know, open up that viewpoint into how, like, this is not a, this is not in a bubble, this is not in a microcosm, like, the issues of racism in this one place is connected with issues of racism in another place. It's it's unfortunately a global issue and it's all interconnected in some way. And this is, here's a bit of history as to why that is the way that is. Um, of course, I am saying a lot of this for once again, a series that I th- as we've been talking about and repeating that, for a series that doesn't quite unpack that in the way it should have maybe, um, or fully, you know, like... Ex- execute it and like you know ex- you know but that's to say it tried and i i truly i truly respect that and i wish more stories um someday and inevitably and will like will like see that through and like depict that you know um like that that you know that's something that i like i, I truly appreciate about the series
0: yeah absolutely um i would add more But we've been talking about the show for an hour, so I think I should.
2: (laughs) Maybe, uh, yeah,
0: Yeah. let it go on.
2: (laughs) Moaning ten hours. uh, Moaning. I mean that. Uh I too probably can. I I I am musically incompetent. I too probably can only play the first part of moaning. Similarly, Uh on the piano, you know, (laughs) if I tried at all.
0: All right. So yeah, is, is it okay if, if if we move on to the Absolutely. rest of the show?
4: Yeah, sure thing. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Kids on the slope, folks. Um. All right, John. I really wanted to ask you about this because I did not know this came out. So you're saying the Legends of Arceus Pokemon anime, the one by Wit Studio, has that come out? Yes. Part of it. Oh, interesting.
4: So it's just the okay. first part, huh. and it's like six minutes. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured it shorts. was gonna be
0: something like that, yeah,
4: I just wanted to mention it because, yeah, I think folks should be aware that it's out there, and it's gorgeous, and I didn't know, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> so there you go, yeah there there's your little update there. I, I feel like other- I shared
2: it, but I didn't actually watch it myself, uh mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I think I think, yeah, it's just up on YouTube, basically, mm-hmm. um you know, just just ready for all y'all to check it out um it's it's good. It exists. It's good. I don't know. I can't. I can't make any kind of judgment yet, though, because it is just like six minutes.
0: It's six minutes, yeah. But it's a good six minutes, right? It's a
3: good, good six minutes. It's,
4: it's it's just like so far. It's just like oh hey, we don't believe that humans and Pokemon can get along. There's a messed up, scary Pokemon out there in the forest, and it's a Hisui and Zora arc, and they're like, oh, we gotta stay away from it. And then the little kid goes out there. And he sees the Hisui and Zorora, the pre evolved form, and I think it's a shiny. Because, uh, yeah, it's blue. Um and then he's just like, Oh, that's they have their little like friend meeting, but then the, he falls off a cliff and then and then that's it. So we gotta see what oh happens. The child has <laughs> fallen off a cliff. Uh we gotta see what's going on there.
2: Wow, wait, a literal cliffhanger.
4: Yes, quite literally. <laughs>
0: Um, mm-hmm. I did a bunch of research, by the way. Uh, yes. And uh, it is Mazinger Z that Nicolas Cage loves. It's his <laughs> favorite anime. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. I can
4: see that.
0: I'm going to mess this up, maybe. Uh, Damon,
2: yeah. Maverick,
0: and LV, both of we you. We have
2: not talked about it, uh, actually, which is interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah. I yeah. was going to say, I have not yeah. heard anything about this. So if, yeah. if you two wanted to drop the truth as it were (laughs) uh i would love to hear it
2: sure i mean i can start it off um and it's 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 this is essentially um i don't know slice of life not quite yeah it's so the the thing about is entering the show right so the the premise is that this 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 gentleman this young man goes back to his hometown uh to help with Uh, The family bakery. And again, it's like a sweets bakery specifically. So it's not like bread, but it's things like, you know, like, you know, mochi, sweets. Um,
1: Like specifically traditional Japanese uh, sweets. I'm trying to remember the name for it.
2: Um, And it turns out like the family like kind of loosely adopted this random like young girl who's been helping out and has been, like, a great worker. So the two kind of develop, like, he he goes back and he's, like, what? Who is she? You know, and the two kind of develop this, like, semi-competitive but also, like, mentor-to-mentee relationship. Um, And that's, like, the premise. But then there's, like, more to it as the series unfolds. Like, there's a lot of interpersonal drama. There's things like, um, you know, there's well the well, the biggest part the biggest subplot is like where did this girl come from like was she orphan like what happened you know they're them like slowly unraveling like what the deal with this girl is and there's a whole you know at least at least up to the point where I am there's a whole thing where like she was possibly abandoned by her father like you know and you know and it's like unfolding at some point she like runs away I think or, like, she doesn't quite run away but she she's convinced she thought she saw her father in the street and she follows him and that's like a whole thing um the the young man um what's his name irino irino i think like um i'm not sure if that's his last name or first name but like he he has his whole th- there's he's kind of like also he's kind of like an aloof character like he's he's one of those characters that at first glance you seem like oh he's like a comedic he's kind of like comedic he's not someone you can take that seriously or someone you don't have to take too seriously but it intertwined with the whole subplot of like this one episode that revolves around the girl trying to fodder fodder she meets this young woman at a shrine, you know, she gets lost in. It reveals the young woman, it reveals that woman is this guy's ex. <laughs> and then that unpacks its own, like, of, like, drama where he dumped her because, because of his, because of this whole thing. He dumped, like, he, he they were living in Tokyo together for a while and they've been together for a while. Like, they were, they were probably going to get married. And then... And then now we're here in the main series where, like, he, he chose to broke up with her to work at this bakery in the country, you know, in the countryside. Um, like, I, I do not expect, like, this unfurling of soap operatic drama. But the way it's handling things is, is pretty, it, it felt pretty natural. It, it, it feels pretty, like, like, yeah, it feels pretty natural so far in terms of, like, um, it revealing things slowly, like, in a reverse manner. You know, you know, in the first couple episodes, it very much is like, okay, slice slice of life vibes. Here, here's the bakery. Here's how things works. They're up to some like shenanigans. Like there, there was another. there's one episode where they're trying to figure out how to sell stuff more, and and they're the guy and the young girl are going on like oh going down the street trying to advertise, and like he's wearing a whole like mascot costume, and it was pretty funny. Like you know, there, there's like a lot of lighthearted, silly moments of them like bonding and. You know, you know, figuring each other out on top of like this kind of like like emotionally emotionally heavy stuff too, and and so far it's it's just very it's just done very interestingly well in a way I did not expect. Like I pretty much went in expecting this to be just like oh okay, shenanigans at the bakery, sure. and, right, there was the whole, like, pretense, too, where some people were concerned, again, about a- another Usagi drop situation, where I don't think that's quite happening at all. No, uh, let's uh, hope so. It, it let's hope
1: not. Like, overall, it's definitely a slow burn drama.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a slow burn drama.
1: And I, I think it does a good job um, presenting these two characters where Nagamu uh, is much more of a... Uh, you know, carefree kind of person, but also right. wants but to
2: he had, well. Yeah, he has, like, a, a dark history. Well, not dark, but yeah, he had. He has his own flaws.
1: Or, or, like, the reason that he decided to go to college to pursue music was because he had overheard his family just kind of going, like, are, you know, are we sure that we could leave him with the shop?
3: Right. I don't,
1: like, he's not really the best at it, and so, yeah. from a place of, let me just save everybody the time, let me just step out. Like, it's much more you know... It, And you see it a lot in some of the comedy that the show presents. Like, Mm -hmm. he is conditioned to be someone that recognizes, oh, if I step out of this situation, that might help people out. But then also just counteracts with his own wants to actually help people and actively, you know, have this kindness to him where like um, the Wagashi store, uh the traditional mm-hmm. confections that they make. yeah, like they they joke about the fact that, oh, he loves them so much that every time we sell one, he's crying and blubbering because he wants to like uh he wants to admire it more or whatever. and like sh- showing at least that level of like uh kind-heartedness where he'll even feel empathetic towards like the sweets that his family makes. To contrast that with uh, Yuki Hira, who, you know, Mm -hmm. is definitely... When you're a kid who basically doesn't have your parents around, Mm -hmm. you definitely... Like, it makes sense that she wants to present herself not just as, like, independent, but also, like, worthy, quote-unquote, of someone's affection. And I think these two characters working off of each other, you know, someone that can at least push Nagamoto to actually be like, uh, self-sustaining, but then also like remind you here, like, no, like the reason why you want to be around people is because you have people to rely on and people that help you out. I-, I think there's a good contrast between both characters. Also, it's like not subtly implied that his old bandmate might is probably Itzka's like dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause he leaves yeah. like um after high school and then doesn't come back for another ten years. Right. Coincidentally, Yukihira is ten years old at the beginning of the story. Uh huh. And they yeah, keep like yeah. referring to this dude with just the right shade of brown hair, and the classic <laughs> three like straggles of chin hair to denote that he's a delinquent.
2: Yeah 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 it's 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 so interesting that like um yeah when you first see like the vague image of like who her father might be like I, I definitely got the vibe of like oh oh no it's like a young dad who 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 had a child way too young or probably shouldn't have had a child sort of story right um and yeah it's interesting that you brought it up if not like outright correct and that like the series has like a lot of these lighthearted and funny moments that are actually contextualized by the fact that there's a serious reason behind them um not to the extent of like against I me, mean, like, you know, Kotaro Khan lives alone, which is something I could like, talk about before, which outright is explicitly about child neglect and kind of like seeing the secondary side effects of like why people act the way they do because of trauma. Like, I, I think this inherently, like, you know, of course, does not go as far as the seriousness of that. Um, but, but like, so far, i I I'm finding like a, a pretty, it's, it has a pretty decent balance of yeah. like, yeah, of like just, just, Knowing when to, um, knowing when to take a breeder versus like knowing when to take a breeder and then like oh okay, here's the story now here's here's the, here's the consequences of your actions. Um, like the most uh,
1: recent episode had this bit where like um, oh we're gonna teach some kids at the uh, high school that are at the elementary school. You hear it goes to like how to do some sample uh, wagashi for the season, and there's a kid there with her mom who is, like, not the best at it. And her mom keeps being like, oh, man, you kind of, like, you're not really the best at this, aren't you? In a way, or from her perspective, she explains it where it's like, well, you always, like, whenever you have a hard time with things, you just look so cute that I can't just help but feel, like, very, like... I I can't help but notice you in the ways that you try and it sometimes doesn't always work. But then Nagumo comes in and it's like... You know, sometimes you just need to be able to encourage your kid and, like, let them know that things mm-hmm. are okay. Mm-hmm. Like, don't yeah. just laugh at them. And it was such a small thing, but even in, like, such a, like, I don't know. In an age where it's very easy to make content out of your kid.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
1: that was just a very heartwarming thing to hear and to see play out.
2: Yeah, there there's just, like, a lot, there were just a lot of surprising poignant you know moments of like just legitimately just yeah talking about empathy and parent the, the relation, you know relationships between a parent and a child um it's it's definitely something that like again, like I've said many times it surprised me, it surprised me, and it's a bakery show that actually does not focus much on the food uh <laughs> which is which is which is kind of funny uh <laughs> compared to like many, thi- many many things of anime that pretty much have this same setting um <laughs> It actually focuses on the people. Imagine that. Uh.
1: <laughs> Wild.
2: <laughs> Wild stuff.
0: I was trying to remember. Is it Gashikashi? Is that the old, other old sweets one?
2: Yeah,
1: or it's like um the kid who wants to inherit like the family shop and tries to like modernize it in a way.
0: Yeah, that's I was just. This whole time you're talking, I was like. I was like, it's not Tokokoga. That's that's who made it. I think,
1: I, and I think that one too is more like, oh, here's the shop that sells like old novelty candy, versus mm-hmm. here where they like they very much make the space to talk about like, oh yes, wagashi is very um, important to like tea ceremony and to matsuri and like here are the ways that culturally, you know, depending on what mm-hmm. the season is, we reflect the wagashi. Like I think. There's a point where Nagumo even mentions like, uh, before we really had like the concept of like calendars and whatnot, we would use the Wagashi to like denote the uh, seasons or whatever. It's, I I
0: actually think the big difference is that the Gashikashi is just an insane sex show. But
1: oh yeah, that too. <laughs> no, like I I really liked your actual real reason <laughs> that you cultivated. No, that's the thing. It is such a low sex show and like looking at the other things on here that's definitely refreshing
2: we're in a horny yeah. season we we're are in a, in a horny, horny season there there's a lot of rom-coms like on air right now it's it needs to calm down spring the whole the, the i season mean of the, birds are, and the bees right the, the, the well, rancid, rancid fucking
0: harem show is on right the fucking <laughs> world's end on? one Was that last season? I thought
2: so. So it was last season. And from my understanding, the last episode was delayed for some reason. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I just. Well, no, because then we also have like my life as an incel, the fucking. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, the that's like half
0: of the anime era, and You have to be
1: more specific. Uh, the new one where it's specifically the a guy. <laughs> he gets that's, trapped
2: in the daisen, right?
1: Yeah, that people are saying is like very subversive or something, and it's like I really I
0: don't believe it. But I don't, it, care. don't believe it.
2: Maybe they mean that because c- wait, right? The pre- the right, the guy is like rancid. He's like misogynist and he hates the fact. Maybe they mean subversive and that, like, he gets, like, his, the ends, I don't know. Let same. me
1: see these fucking, like, cursed Crunchyroll comments. I, I've made it a bad well, first habit. first of all, I don't
2: think you should trust those. Maybe that's, like, not a great... It, it's
1: so interesting <laughs> to too. see how people's brains are broken.
2: It's interesting to see...
1: It is, though. That, that's a good thing it's to It's the say. new bodybuilder.com <laughs> forum. <laughs> it's it's the new like bodybuilder.com forum I gotta say it's,
2: it's interesting to see how people's brains are so broken in like forum or comment sections in anime database websites
0: horrifying horrifying like stuff. you know
2: as as some you know as as all of us are using those websites we I, I don't know if anyones do participate in those discussion communities but like it's such a weird like what like <laughs> it's such a weird bubble, uh, um, you know? People joke about like, oh, anime Twitter is like hell, but then it's like you can avoid that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, like, kind of like avoid that, right? It's it's a it's a wide web, right? But then, yeah. But then you go on like my anime list, which is like yeah, a sufficient website that like offers like yeah, here's here's how to like look up information on anime and like whatnot and like track your watch list. But then you look at like the message boards and it's like,
3: <laughs> so like what
2: is the going new, on?
0: <laughs> the new beta for Crunchyroll has this feature where you have to set an avatar from a priest like like fucking Xbox three sixty right. ass shit where you have to set your <laughs> your picture from like a selection that of like anime like, yeah, characters for, yeah, and concepts human, and human this just. is the only way I've been able to cope with how insane the comments are underneath is if I imagine the characters saying these insane
3: things
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, yeah just seeing all the different like uh like, the damn, sakunas <laughs> like <laughs> like just like the
0: like well, wow I can't believe that Nobara feels this way from Jujutsu Kaisen this is yeah. disturbing wow She's, I'm Uji damn <laughs> uh, so it's wanna- like but like sometimes it's really fine because if you go to Jujutsu Kaisen you'll see someone who has an Itadori icon and they'll say he's just like me for real and it will be like no. oh shit like <laughs> yo the update with Spy Family I'm Lloyd now <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Spy Family uh, what's the read on that what's, what? how are you feeling I'm only one episode behind but I liked the first school episode
4: I'm still having fun with it you know it's fun. oh yeah
0: i think like i like i said i think last time i don't actually know if i said this last i probably did um i thought that that one episode was like a little too kids showy but like for real i think immediately it got back to a good pace i think my only complaint complaint i have and uh this is something that i had trouble with in you know kids on the slope for example that we said was the way that they have crowds react to things is, like, insane.
3: <laughs>
0: like, everyone always has to be reacting in the most insane way, or, like, they have to, like, create a villain who is, like, like a low-key villain who doesn't really matter, who's just, like, has the most insane motivation and belief system imaginable. <laughs> like, when uh, Anya gets kidnapped or whatever, and they're like, <laughs> i'm going to insult you for being a maid i'm like oh yeah the hoodlums who hang out and love to insult poor people from the countryside who are forced to work as maids in the states (laughs) like it just felt like such a weird thing and that's always how i felt like like i've come a long way from like understanding after the olympics happened and there was that big scandal about one of the organizers um
2: there's been multiple scandals of well yeah multiple but the, organizers. The,
0: yeah i guess that doesn't narrow down the one where they they they, they talked about his history of bullying being oh, really shit. insane oh my god
2: um, okay
0: so like we for a long time we were talking about like oh my god the bullying is insane this isn't realistic but after i read a lot and lot of reports about what bullying was like in the 80s and 90s in japan mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that it, it only is insane in the modern era. But for these people who are writing these stories, I go, "Oh shit, you went through some f- fucking shit." Yeah, <laughs> like, it might be. I, it might be I believe you for, now. Yeah. I believe that there was some insane man in your class who would just like kill a man for nothing. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: yeah. It might actually. It be is scary. A proper experience, than more than we thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I, man, the economy that's right (laughs) um
2: that's what a bubble crash does to a motherfucker (laughs) uh, for real though
0: for real like that's all i could think like that did all make sense now um but really scary stuff if you ever look up i don't recommend looking up that stuff because it is really like brutal like it is it is crazy like obviously anywhere has stuff like that but like the way that it was so specific and insane in that time period and how many reports of it there are is it's like unreal um trying to think what else we got going on I maverick i actually not to keep you talking but i did want to hear about dance dance dancer because i no totally i i was really uh, my girlfriend keeps talking about it. I don't know what it is. I feel like you mentioned it in one of these episodes possibly, but I'm unsure of that even because I feel like I would remember.
1: No, see, this is why I kept the uh, the extensive list of every single right. show the that okay. I'm fucking watching. <laughs> even as I do this I'm remi- like I'm literally pulling up my like anime list just to remember okay, like where am I on everything? I'm going to be very sad soon because I counted down the number of date, like weeks we have left of like Kong Ming. And that is just a very sad weight on my heart. That said though, dance 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 is like part of the reason why I picked up or why I suggested kids on the slope is the fact that this show is airing right now in that it's another map produced show adapted from an anime based on, you know, dance, specifically ballet, that focuses on this interaction between a hot-headed kid, his cool-headed rival of sorts, and then the girl that's trying to bring the both of them together so that they can really elevate one another. A lot of similarities. I think the show also makes use of motion capture and, like, alternate... um, Styling in order to present its narrative. But uh, to start off, we have this kid, uh, Junpei, who was uh, fascinated with ballet as a boy. Like, seeing the show and seeing this performer on stage, he always, like, he always talks about the sensation of dancing and of this creation as, like, the sparkle. Like, literally, just, like, sparkles light up in his eyes of, like, I can see them when this person is dancing or when that person is dancing. This elevates me. But then his dad dies, and his dad is someone that um, worked on, I believe, choreography for martial arts movies. And so, when your dad dies young in, like, a post-westernized civilization, that means you have to be a man. And men don't do ballet, but what about, no, no, you, you can't, don't forget about that. Men don't do ballet. So he picks up Jeet Kundo from his uncle as like, a, you know, you pick up a martial art, you learn how to be a man, you learn how to be tough. Like, what's this stuff? That's that gay shit. I'm not going to do this. And then little by little, by being able to meet with the uh, girl, Miyako, he gets that interest in ballet again. It gets elevated when he meets uh, Luo, the other student that um, is sort of the opposite to him. And Luo is someone that has been classically trained since birth. Like In this upcoming episode, we're going to see a lot of that as well. How it definitely leans into the way that ballet can be torturous for people that want to commit to it as a lifestyle. But... From all this, Junpei is basically having this conflict between like, all right, like you know, what has what have people told me to be versus what do I want to be, and this love of ballet is ultimately going to be the thing that propels him into like highest elevation and places. And for him, it's to be the dancer Nobel, the best ballet dancer in the world, who can do whatever role, who can do whatever performance, who can just epitomize what it is to dance ballet. And I've really enjoyed it so far. I think there are similar pitfalls where having discussed Kids on the Slope, I can now see that there are similar patterns in a way where it's a different source material. But overall, there's this focus more so on It's the fact that it's trying to juggle a lot of things at once. And it's much more presenting itself as a sports anime or as a, uh, yeah, no. Like, it definitely presents that aspect of being a sports anime. Like, oh, we're going to explain the different aspects of, you know, what it is to be in this, like, um, what does ballet look like? What are these things that you have to incorporate? And presents it for an audience that may not be fresh to ballet, but then I think Mapo really does a good job of, and this now comes from multiple years of experience, being able to take the sensation that someone feels and elevating it in the visuals so that people can understand, you know, what does it mean to dance play? What does it mean to have that sensation that, like, when you're up there on stage, you feel like nothing else matters and you're creating this persona that multiple people who don't know anything about ballet just think yeah that was cool that was fun but for other people you know your performance of such and such piece makes me visualize you in this uh scenario and you are epitomizing what this piece is all about i think i'm curious to see where it goes we just had an episode focused sort of on a You know, after Junpei and Luo basically get called out at, like, the uh, local ballet presentation for going off script in their production of, like, Swan Lake, the uh, attendee or the uh, main curator for that whole thing was like, oh, that's not real ballet. And Junpei's like, well, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to go in there. We're going to go to your summer school. We're going to raise hell. And then just basically having to be humbled And picking up from there so they can realize, like, you know, I want to get better at this. I hate the people that I have to, like, show off to. But also, I'm going to have the last laugh by being the best dancer in the world. It's an interesting interplay of being able to follow someone that is very similar to Sentaro. Someone who is very much just hot-headed and eager to show himself off. Where Luo isn't necessarily like entirely reserved his prowess is shown off in his performance like he's definitely traumatized from just continual moving is also a uh, child of like mixed uh, of like mixed uh, ethnicity and so he can definitely he feels that ostracizing as well but for him, ballet is basically the thing that also, like, keeps him alive. And is the thing that, when the focus is on ballet, he will become a different person. And uh, it shows off very well. I've been enjoying it so far. Like every, I, I'm surprised that the show isn't as hyped as everything else. Because I think it's a very good reminder of what Mappa's is able to do. What MAPPA is able to do when they're not having to create every other shonen and, like, heavy action series, it's a grandiose spectacle of animation for something that definitely deserves that craft. Not to say the action isn't deserving of it, but it's nice to, like, in the same way that, like, Zombieland Saga will be a reminder of what is able to do when they're not doing shonen adaptations. It really works well. Also, the ending is fucking gorgeous it's mixed media and i just love watching it every single time opening also solid and another yuki uh song which shout outs to her
0: i was gonna say the uh, other map um you guys made me think of it the other map watanabe join i like like i really do like uh zanki no terror a lot um i don't think it's like a perfect work but it, yeah, like, you you said you think that um, Kids on the Slope is your favorite uh, Kano soundtrack. I really like Zanki No Terror um, for the vibes a lot. I had completely forgotten that, that that was Nappa. The vibes? The vibes. I respect The it. vibes. Yeah, you get it. You Sometimes you just get a vibe and you're like, damn, this is good.
2: Where, once again, I have not seen the series and don't want to. But it has a great soundtrack. <laughs>
0: it's like it's a very mid-core series i'm going to be straight up with you like it is it is very like yeah that's fine but like it has it has real good vibes to it i'm
2: sure it's not as bad as i'm exaggerating because i'm basing this off of people who talked about it i'm like oh no Mm -hmm. um so i'm probably worth you know but yeah consistent in the music department and i don't know if you put yoko kano in anything it's just kind of like sure that will always be one strong suit of the thing, right?
0: Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's interesting to see them go back to like, you said, like, like really, like. I think about how weird a lot of the recent Mappa stuff that hasn't been like. I remember fucking like listeners was insane. <laughs> I don't even know what to oh, say yeah, about like, that what show. was
1: it Eureka Seven Two?
0: that's generous
1: that's generous <laughs> to it and that should give For you an welcome. idea um,
0: yeah, yeah it was just like like that fucking uchitama like just a bunch of insane stuff but then like they have like your Zombieland sagas they've got your fucking you know yuri on ice they can do really interesting original stuff mm-hmm. um and i would like to see it a lot more even just not shown and not uh, weird, esoteric and, well, stuff. the, the um, last
2: part of Attack on Titan. Uh,
0: which is, yeah. Uh, but you mean the last part, part two?
2: Yes. Part yeah. three. Yeah, part and two. Part, part, part three. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> what am I saying? <gasps> part three. Fuck me. God damn it. Oh, my God. I fucking hate this earth.
3: God damn goddamn... Uh.
2: Fucking... Yeah, bullshit. they have, like, a weird... I, I, they definitely they definitely have a weak ish, they have like a weak spot in regards to like original work. Um there was Zombie One or, in original work I think, right? And actually yeah yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, there's yeah, but like i feel like they have like a lot more uh issues with those as opposed to just like oh here's an adaptation of something um yeah yeah listeners was an original work um the the weird gymnastic samurai show i, I talked about like ages I ago about was that. again Fuck. very yeah. weird disjointed could have been fun but it was just a lot you know it just it did it also i felt like was like odd um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean all the you know I, I feel like a lot of our strongest series were adaptations of things and ultimately you know we're gonna see that possibly with chainsaw man right um, yeah. So
0: I'm and then the very curious to out. see what that's like.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked Uchitawa. That was insane.
0: <laughs> it was an insane program it was an to insane view. Insane
2: premise. Yeah.
0: It was a very interesting show. <laughs> it's the dip- most diplomatic way I can put yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, speaking of diplomatic, Kong Ming. Still hasn't worn out its welcome to me. I'm still having a blast seeing... Well, in all honesty, there's not been much of Kong Ming these last couple episodes. But, um... I do like fake Steve Auki.
3: <laughs>
0: that they've created, uh, Steve Kido. And, uh, I also... Well, I, I like him as far as... I think it's insane that they made just a fake Steve Auki. Um but I hate his pudding that he eats. Uh, I forget what the fucking flavor of it was, but it was really deranged. Um,
1: well, that uh, sounds a like, like a-, a bamboo shoots hater. That's yeah. it. The
0: bamboo shoot. Well, is I'm fine with... Well, I'm not fine with bamboo shoots. I'm going to be real with you. I don't like them. The bit. truth come out. I, I, I thought about it for a little bit, and I... That's fair. I don't... I don't like them. I, but, I like them, but,
2: but I also I I actually really like them. But I can't imagine them in gelatinous form, and that seems kind of appalling. Yeah, I see.
0: So I was yeah. going to say, I if it is purely gelatinous, I might enjoy it mm. because my problem seems to be the texture of bamboo shoots. There's something about it just doesn't roll well with me. Always leaves <laughs> me going ugh, ugh, which is weird because I don't I can't think of anything else I have that with. It's just that. But every time I've had a Vietnamese dish and it has them, I'm always like, oh. mm-hmm. um, "That's just me." Um, I, I, I think that pudding sounds disgusting, regardless. I don't mm-hmm. know why you would have that, but you know, maybe I'm missing out, so I can't judge. But uh, I I love this I love this new girlfriend arc for Eiko. I think this is great. I think that having more characters to interact with in the main cast. Is really good. I'm worried that they'll get. I don't know where this series goes necessarily. Like I haven't looked into the source material because I just want to be surprised every week. Um, but I I I worry that like with the Three Kingdoms premise, eventually we'll have like seven million characters, and I hope that's not the case. But I I do like it as we are in the gradually building out the roster section of the show. Seems fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, have you checked? Um. Uh, Rose or John, have you checked out any of the promotional material that uh, AVEX Pictures have been putting out?
0: I've I been seeing the VTuber rig they have oh, for Aiko, no. which is yeah. very impressive stuff. No, I really, really like it.
1: Since the beginning of this show, they've just had the, uh, I guess the VA for Aiko... Doing a full 3D rig and, like, does, like, a preview each week of just, like, hey, I'm next your boy Kong Ming. Oh, things are getting scary. I don't know if I'll have the energy to do this, but I'm just going to keep, keep fighting. Tune in next time. And then, like, recently they also just started, or recently, recently, they did a dance video for the opening
2: Words yeah. just
1: yeah, Yeah. It's Echo it like doing a whole choreography really
2: version.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that that that's awesome. because that, well, that fits very much in tune of like what the show is about. You know, which is trying to make a star. You know, or at least trying to yeah, gives you know propel someone's music career. And those are very much yeah marketing strategies that do happen today with pop artists today. Um, that's fun
0: yeah it is fun it's it's it just seems like 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 i think like the same not in the exact same way but the same way that like kids on the slope hired people who are in the know mm-hmm. it really does feel like they hired people for this show as well that care about music or at the very least like portraying things like i know my girlfriend was freaking out because she ha- uh, uh oh my god what's her name uh Mean. uh she has the uh the cool guy bass, my girlfriend said, (laughs) uh, like, it's an exact, like, perfectly drawn, uh, version of some bass or something, that's the really cool guy one, (laughs) and I thought that was, like, like, that really reflected, uh, the work they're putting into this, because it would have been really easy for them to just, you You know, phone it in, but, yeah, yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's a comedy first and foremost, but it's nice to see a dedication to the craft, Always.
2: Yeah, I forgot to mention in the movie, too, I believe they did, like, make the actors, like, understand how to play instruments a bit, you know, just, you know, so they -hmm. they were actually, you know, they probably were not, like, they might not be accurately playing to the right sound, so to speak, but for sure they had to, like, at least know how to act with the instruments or at least know, like, what where are their hands supposed to go, you know, so that was, like, an interesting thing. That was an interesting fun fact behind the production of that.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: um elvie i was going to ask you you have a few shows here so right. um, I, I don't know what on
2: one okay yeah, yeah. What, what i don't I, I don't, don't want to in... yeah i don't want to end on a
0: the sorrows of baby ghosts. yeah
2: the sorrows of baby ghosts that's sad i don't want to end on the insane ninja show by the forehead girl people person <laughs> um i might unpack that another time uh it's not great uh but love after world domination Another surprise, because when I saw the premise, when I saw the images, I'm like, is this a sex comedy? I don't know about this. Is this going to be another hentai hero saying that? I know, it oh. actually is a very thoughtful romantic comedy, but with, with tokusatsu and, like, fun sentai, like, you know, that stuff going on, right? Um, I, I... And there are a lot of moments, similar to them. There are a lot of moments in it that are very pointed and well done, and like very grounded and like. <laughs> and this in particular, talking about just relationships and like, here's a series where people talk with each other. Like, here's a series where people are actually like talking out their problems in a, like a healthy way. Like, that, you know, there are many moments where people, are, yeah. Well, anyway, just to get to the premise of the story, um, the premise, right? It's it's literally like, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's the basically red team leader of a super sentai team um having like a secret relationship, a secret budding relationship with their primary antagonist. Like she's like the main she's like the main villainess, so to speak, like kind of head of like the, the, the villain squad. Um and it's it's a very cute it's a very cute relationship. It's it's a very straight relationship, but it's a very cute one nonetheless, and they're not They're both people who, like, who are generally antisocial and not familiar with, like, having, like, a deep connection with someone. You know, the girl who, you know, they go into it. The girl who, like, just wants to be a normal girl who does things. But she was roped into this job of needing to be, like, a villain. And then meanwhile, the guy, like, is a a meathead. He's a himbo uh, through and through. Uh, He just only works out and doesn't have any real friends beyond, like, um, loving loving his job of being a hero and, and doing what he does and hanging out with his, essentially, colleagues. I, I guess that's the way to say it, like, the other people on his team. Um, meanwhile, while also going to a normal high school, right? Um, and, right, it's all, and, you know, like, it seems like it would be just one joke, right? One joke where, we're like, oh, okay, they're trying to, like, do cute things together, but then they have to quickly go back into in, be in character, which it does, that's what it does every episode, but it does it differently every episode. It actually does, it actually executes that joke like in a different way each time, um, and more shockingly to me, I I was surprised too that it feels like it's a very, um, it's a show very focused on the perspective and centered on the perspective of the girl. If I don't know, it feels like a very female centered show too, where. Um, a lot of a lot of the things that happen are like in her perspective, and of course, it's jumping around between the different characters. It's jumping around from like, you know, the you know, the, even 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 developing the villain side more, which is really fun. The different like henchmen and all that, um but it it, it feels very centered on her and like how she is is gripping and coming to terms uh, like with how to like yeah navigate a relationship while she has to hide it but also like how she's learning how to build her own self-confidence and um you know trying to learn how to be herself um you know and, and you need to stop like putting off of this facade like the female friendships in this show is pretty great and again shocking like you know i'm not gonna like, i'm probably not gonna say specifics because it is like a spoiler right probably probably at least this early the season maybe when it ends i might talk about it specifically more But you're right, inevitably someone does find out. And inevitably someone does find out. Um, But instead of the whole trope where you would think, like, they're going to use it against them, like, it's going to be blackmail, it's going to cause, like, a whole rift and create drama in the series. um, But instead they turn around and are very supportive of the relationship that they're having. And it's it's, it's pretty bittersweet because very much the person is like, I actually have a crush on... You know your boyfriend uh, this whole time, and I just you know, but I support you. And and they end up becoming a character that is like an ally throughout this whole ordeal, and is like kind of like you know you know covering up stuff for them whenever someone has to be absent because it's like oh they're actually secretly on a date, but then you know they're the ones like kind of having to lie, etc. Um, yeah, it's it's shockingly well done, like um, in terms of like boat. Um, it's rom-com aspects, and then, like, you know, again, doing it, you know, it parodying, like, tokusatsu stuff um, in a way that one does not have to be that familiar or, like, a huge super fan of that genre or, like, all those shows and what have you to kind of get it. Um, I love how, like, I feel like they get the same narrator for, like... Is it the same guy for every, like, common writer that they get to yell out the moves? I feel like they got that guy. It sounds like the exact same voice <laughs> whenever it, they're it doing
0: so. It's like, not universal, but... It,
2: it sounds like the exact same tell. guy. Um, but I yeah, whenever they do like the headship moves, they the got voices. the announcer guy. Yeah.
1: I, I think at it at guy. least... It might be the guy that did the voices for the... Uh, for the uh, Gaia memories and Common Rider double.
2: <laughs> but the voice sounds so similar. The diction is like, exactly the same, which I guess it might be just like similar how to like all the movie trailer narrators sound like the same guy, but it's actually not the same guy. It's just like that's a matter of style for some reason. They have to speak in a way. That's how they have to, LLQ, you know um but they have that going on that's that's really funny to me as you know again someone who's not a common writer but like having seen that you know build with all of you like like oh okay i get it that's really funny like just seeing that one series alone was enough for me to get like the jokes they're doing with this um you know the whole thing where like each color is kind of like the trope like you know like again like again the pink one is like the 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 most girly one for some reason. you know and the yellow girl's kind of like The tomboy which which i feel like was more of like a power rangers thing as opposed to like something in japan which is you know i I feel like american power Rangers has established that true for some reason um the green one's kind of like weird he's like also not a student like everyone else for some reason he's older (laughs) um and they like unpack that later on and you know the blue one's kind of like the secondary main hero and he's kind of like the cool guy or he's trying to be like the suave person um He's the uh, pervert. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's essentially a pest, though. He uh, no. He's essentially actually a pest, but, um... But, but they yeah, also I, don't I,
1: use I, him enough to, to make him, like, uh...
2: They... Yeah. They haven't gone through his, like, character arc yet. They haven't gone through his episode yet, so I don't know if they're ever gonna do that at all. But they got through yeah. the green, They got to the green guy and Unpacked I was going out him, but... Yeah, it's a very fun show. I... I... I can't believe, like, this show basically just parodying, like, Sentai stuff is, like, I think one of the best, like, romance stuff I've seen in anime in recent years. It's just... It's, like, nice to see. Um, It's nice to see.
1: <sighs> so I did look up the narrator. It's uh, Fumihiko uh, Tachiki. Has okay. been the narrator for Kamen Rider Kuga. Was King Rouser in Kamen Rider Blade. Uh... <laughs> Is the narrator for Common Writer Double and also does like the uh, voices for the Gaia memories. Is also famous for being the dub voice of Forrest Whitaker (laughs) and John Ratzenberger.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Whatever.
1: I I can see it. That's
0: fascinating to me. The dub culture. Like, ugh i love it the guy who's tom cruise like stuff like that it's just like not to be confused with the guy who's who's tom cruise you know you know like Mm.
1: it's really fascinating that's that history attached to it too
0: yeah yeah
2: and the thing is like like when they're when they're dub actors for live action actors they're that actor for life they're just that they're (laughs) they're forever their voice which is really funny um I think, I think that was what happened with, um, try to look it up now, but, you know, to cap off, like, my thoughts of the show. I love it. I love this show so far. I think this is like one of my favorites, uh, unexpected favorites of this season thus far. Like I said, weird to me that I think something that actually is like a good, solid, straightforward romance is in a comedy series. And it's, (laughs) and it's like, sure, why not? It's it.
1: doing it better than the other legit. It's
2: doing it better. Than tra- trying else. to be yeah.
1: the legitimate high school rom com.
2: The one with the cisest. You, you're yes. referring. To? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why won't my not brother plow me?
2: And my big tits. Yeah. Uh,
0: I believe that that's just uh, again a light novel that actually exists. Also, I realize that's the plot yeah. of that show, but also I believe that that is probably well the one of the plots. Uh, let let me give the show some credit. Oh, it's just one you're right. I'm plots. sorry. They're very dynamic and and yeah, well considered. Here's the thing: he story. has to
1: choose between three women with big tits.
0: Oh, rental girlfriends back already?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, for two seasons. Uh, so. <sighs> I. I I will give a couple of cuckoos some credit in that the interaction between the main character, Nagi, and his actual love interest hero is actually some of the more interesting writing. And they're definitely wanting to develop that in a way that'll probably be the best part of this whole thing. But man, is there a lot that you gotta slog through. Also, the OST <laughs> is... Pretty all right. I, I am a sucker for a reed organ, and when you have it in your soundtrack, I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate it.
0: I respect it.
2: Uh, here's who I was thinking of. Sorry to interject, but the, I don't think you want to talk about cuckoos anymore. So maybe just <laughs> <fine>. uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was like us. Uh, save <laughs> us. <laughs> no, it was like uh, K G um who unfortunately passed away. Um, but uh, you know, already a couple years. No, like literally. Two years ago, unfortunately, due to cancer. But right, he was known as, you know, the Seiyu for Axel and Kingdom Hearts, and, and more specifically, Maze and Full Metal Alchemist. But he was mm. Robert Downey Jr.'s official dub actor, you know, until his <laughs> passing. So there you go. Very interesting. Very
0: interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's so strange. So,
2: <laughs> mm. You are this person for life. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's kinning to a new level. Um,
2: and, and but though it only started as far as like his Marvel career,
0: yeah, of course. Because I mean, yeah,
2: like wait, no, no, it started as far as the 1988 American comedy film Johnny Be Good, <laughs> and nothing else in Robert Downey's wow. career before Marvel. Sure, okay, why not? Um,
1: <laughs> Did he have much? Between that time? I feel like that was during his like that was during period,
2: his like yeah. bad period. Yeah, he was he Yeah, and I can't that.
0: imagine much of that would have been imported to Japan given oh, yeah. the uh yeah, the insane stigma. Americanization stick yeah. The, oh yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely.
0: Alright, uh I feel like we probably wrap it up. Oh my god, I guess. wait, wait. But, yeah.
1: Are you caught up on Birdie Wing?
0: Um, I'm one episode behind.
1: Oh, but it's my very, God. very oh, good. Oh, it's very, my God. very oh, my God.
0: good.
1: Uh, Rose, I need you to put down your I, I need you to mute this conversation. Cause I need to tell John and Elvie what happened in last week's episode of Birdie Wing. <laughs> oh okay,
0: yeah. Okay. Go go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'm going to deafen. Just just, uh, yes, just, just, just just, shoot it right back when when it's time for me <laughs> okay, to come back have fun you crazy
1: will let you kid. know in the chat when we're done I but. still have
2: not watched yeah. the series but I'm yeah. okay with All knowing right. details yeah. uh, John, if not you this watched... one convinced me to finally watch it uh,
1: have you watched any more I've only watched the first episode so <sighs> no. okay so we, we're we at a point where the, uh, the current uh, plot point that's happening is like oh my god uh, I have to fight my uh, mafia mommy, who sure. put up the entire string of events between me doing underground golf to win a d de- like to win land ownership rights for this mm-hmm. mafiosa, so that she could play me in a game of golf.
2: Right and sure, as one does.
1: At <laughs> when you're when you're a woman who may or may not love women, this is what you do. But.
2: Love makes you do crazy things.
1: Love makes you do crazy things. So, <laughs> it turns out, like, after uh, Eve, who... Because I remember, we listened lesson, like, man, what's all this, like, uh, backstory around Eve, otherwise known as Evangeline, who is the daughter of a, like, wealthy individual who got separated due to reasons, who met the rest of the family, which consists of two... I assume former sex workers, okay, and sure. three adopted undocumented children.
2: Uh huh. Were
1: the three kids?
2: Sh- okay.
1: And she learns how to golf from this guy, who totally looks like her dad, but we'll assume that she isn't. Who, guess what? Also taught. Uh, God, I think her name actually is Rose Rose Marie. Uh, but taught, taught the person that she's fighting now. It's like, I also learned under this individual. Yeah. Rose Allion. I also learned underneath Leo and like, I'll t- defeat you with my crimson rose bullet.
2: I and- too have been me- mentor uh, menteed under Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Sure.
1: Think, somehow imagine Leo as the Qui-Gon. Ex- except, except, like, except one
2: was, like, the, the light side and the other one's the dark side. Yeah, one's a Jedi and others, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sure,
1: sure. sure. And, and then, <laughs> um, basically, it's high stakes, one hole, one stroke or whatever. But they sure. keep one-upping each other yeah. in a way where it's like, oh, we got to keep doing extra rounds. All right, we're going to do this course because Eve only knows, like, we're going to make it so that it's, like, a curve Like, the way that you would get the least stroke play is by being able to slice it and have it curve. And this is done because they think, oh yeah, Eve only knows how to shoot the ball forward. She can't curve (laughs) the ball. Guess what she does? She curves the ball with her purple bullet, which she learned from her girlfriend in VR golf.
2: Love truly saves all.
1: Love truly saves all. It is and beautiful and now it's like, oh shit, we're going to have to really go forward with this. This battle is not over. Credits end. Or sorry, cut to credits. Sure. Cut to an after credits There's scene. An
3: e- for an episode.
1: Now, during this episode, there are moments where Rose is having to like cl- like clutch her hand or go and <laughs>
2: She's a sharing god. She's she's she's,
1: she's, 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 she's shit. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she's
2: got the gaze. Oh. She's got the code eyes. <laughs> like there like, there is on? something
1: going on. You know, maybe she's <laughs> cheating. Maybe she's uh, something's going on. She can go ape- and <laughs> <sighs> she hits this ball. She goes to hit it and to get like the maximum yardage or whatever. And she hits it. But, oh, man, something isn't right. Something doesn't feel right. And we get this shot. I'm I'm pulling it up now because I need to explain what's going on verbatim. So we get, like, her ultimate bullet. But this glass shattering effect is like, oh, she's maybe reached her limit. Okay. We don't know what's going on. But we cut to her clutching her arm. Because she's in pain. Okay. And there's this visual effect of glass shattering, her arm disconnecting, and I take it.
2: She's a robot arm?
1: I take it as, oh, that's really good imagery to show that, you know, as an older golf player, she overextended herself. She, <laughs> she, can't, she's doing, arthritis,
2: she okay? can't
1: do things the way that she tunnel. can't anymore. What a great way to show that the Carpal master t- yeah. has Carpal been surpassed by thing. the student. No, guess what? It turns out she has a fucking robot arm. <laughs> she has a robot arm. She's got arm. A edge in her. Yeah, sure. And they just are standing there looking at her robot arm. Oh. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this show is so stupid and I love it.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds like it's just like going ham, with sure. We, we are, I, I, I respect that a lot and I am really looking forward to when I finally sit down and watch because I appreciate the fact that I appreciate it when a cartoon is like, we're a cartoon. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Like, I love that i <laughs> like it, it. and more stuff needs to be like embracing you know? it the thing is i think there's like stuff that there's about ba- there's a balance of like a lot of stuff that like is too serious takes itself way too seriously in a medium that doesn't need to um and then there's other and then there's the problem of other things where it goes way too far in that the, the self-deprecating level of like rick and morty shit where it's just this is this is not funny like okay we get it and and then there's the balance of something like this where I think I can roll with it and it would be really funny to go through, right? Um uh, I <laughs> I am I'm glad it's getting crazier. It I I can't imagine what a last episode will be for this. Like it has oh, to be ro- giant robots will be pulled out, and that's the only thing I can see about that.
1: Oh um, my god. Like
2: just every I, trope I, in the book.
1: The the last or the newest episode just updated. I'm definitely gonna catch it no, after this. it is. <laughs> holy shit, but that's Phew. Alright, I'm just gonna give the okay, but let me if, if you aren't already watching Birdie Wing, I I I highly recommend it. Um Holy me too. shit.
0: I, I don't even know whatever Maverick talked about, but this show You'll is find ins- out, ins- insanely good. It's so good.
2: Y- you're going to find like, out what you said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> soon.
0: Well, like, listen, in the, one of these episodes, are they fucking, like, it was like, oh, oh, no. Like, oh, man, the rocket propelled grenade to kill one of the members of the city council. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally <laughs> like, just pulling up with that, the RPG. Say that out of context is insane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For the golfing <laughs> anime.
2: So fucking good. Cool. Well, I was I was saying non spoiler that I I love it when a cartoon is aware it's a cartoon and it just embraces Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And there's a balance between like too many things and the animation I media mean, it takes itself way too seriously versus stuff that's like goes too far off the deep end where it's cringy and like not great. But then this sounds like it's a nice middle ground where it's both. Insane, it's
0: fantastic. But also it's I can roll bu- it's with it. got it all. Yeah. Yeah. I am, like, in awe of it every week. I, <laughs> <sighs> It's such a program.
2: It's <laughs> such a program as a way to I'm,
1: I'm it. just saying, like, the newest episode is up. I am going to be watching it after this. Oh, man. After we wrap I up should... here.
0: I might I might just do the same.
1: Do the same, God and damn. you have to tell me your reaction to that episode. Like, put it... I'm
0: re- I... I th- I'm looking forward to it, because the Rose character, obviously, I think is the hype of shit, so...
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Ugh. Oh. God. Uh. Um, but yeah, I think that's... We should call it now, probably? Yeah. yeah, I mean, On a yeah. High Sounds new. good
1: to me. Did anyone uh, come in with like questions, or... Oh, yes, actually.
4: We do have a question. Oh, okay. Let me. Or we, we have, like, a little statement question kind of dealio here. Uh, All right. So, this is sent it from Anonymous, who says, I've been watching Cowboy Bebop's Netflix release recently, and while I have been enjoying it. There seems to be weird audio issues. I'm not sure if it's the dub or Netflix's fault, but it got me thinking about how a lot of older anime is preserved very well, especially if it's not super mainstream. Digital streaming seems to have solved this for modern releases, but do you... Th- guys think there will be a generation of anime permanently scarred by KISS anime logos or maybe there's a better alternative? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh gosh, wow. Um,
4: well, you skip by
1: the KISS anime logos by just getting the direct rip, but... I was gonna say, you go to, you go to
0: Nya and <laughs> you're, you're pretty fine, but... Yeah. It, it is a good point, because... There is this insane thing where, like you know, a lot of tor- torrents on there don't have cedars. No way to get them. Yeah, and then ancient decrepit thing, and, and then it really art- is like
2: yeah, they're very artifact. They have like watermarks. Yeah, fan subgroup that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so then like whatever website. Well, different. like yeah.
0: I-, I know that th- a great example. I know that we both watch her. Yeah, I was gonna just the bring Hazel it up. video, right? Yeah, yeah, like recently discussing like this OVA that only existed on YouTube in like. What, like, 140p or something, and then and it was, like... like,
1: 140p that was, like, of this specific one-shot thing, and literally as she's going through the exploration of it, is, like, realizing... It goes into a lot of the things where it's, like, you know, that one-off, like, show, or that one... Not even a show, just that one-off OVA that someone made for people on a mailing list because they were really excited to see what's coming up. Like... It can still exist and be out there, but boy, is it going to be a lot of work to really nail in that same, like, to preserve what it is, more or less. Yeah.
2: Right, and then you have, like, a lot of these independent projects that, you know, here and there, like, crowdfunding to, like... You know, raise funds to figure this out, like to to, to figure out the acquisition rights, and then the step by step process in terms of like, okay, how do we remaster this, and what and and what is the right way to do it? And that's always 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 a complicated thing too, in regards to old film in general too. Like the the ethics of like tampering with what it should look like, or figuring out how it should look like. You know, same thing when it comes to restoring old art. It's a whole thing mm-hmm. about like, were these colors accurate to what it was supposed to be, or is this now like crossing the line in terms of like what actually the original thing was
1: um in in the long run i'm really glad that i ended up getting that like blu-ray of kids on the slope because one didn't expect cruncher to take it out of its rotation for real (laughs) but two it really like preserves a lot of the like it it preserves the mistakes of that show from an like a technical level or at least like it shows off that it is the production of a first studio when you have to have the composite equivalent of characters on screen or like these smears that are supposed to represent the characters that you've grown accustomed to. But you accept that because of the fact that like those smears are stand ins for Episode seven, where yeah, when everyone's like, you gotta check it out, these kids are playing jazz. You have those rotoscoped scenes, yeah. where it's so like <laughs> it's intricate, so and charming, it's like, yeah. it's so weird, but you know that they want it like, y- you don't just do that at random, like, that was an artistic choice. And from that, you also had to cut corners in other like areas.
2: That makes me think too of like the opposite, um argument also pres well opposite but also a different side to the argument of presentation. I think John, you were the one who shared it like a while ago. I don't know what context it was in, but like the the Cartoon Network weird cut of Tenchi Muyo, like there is like a right? I think that's yeah. It, right. Yeah, there is like a group there's a project out there like looking for any version of that exists because it's so weird because of things like, you know, it's covering cleavage and boob shots and like all the fan service stuff. But then that's, like, such an interesting, hyper-specific version of that show that, like, <laughs> that would be interesting to kind of look back on in context and does deserve and does have merit to kind of compare and make comparisons, too. And, yeah. um, um, you know, also thinking about, like, the bizarre, like, BBC dub of Urusei Yatsura, which is only two episodes mm-hmm. of it, uh, and the fact that the British slum exists and needs to be remembered which yeah, by the way, like there that, that remake of it is coming out soon, which I think will be by default. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I think we need about someone that too. British
4: to play Lum, obviously. Yeah,
2: but. obviously. <laughs> um But yeah, literally thinking about that and like how there's this whole trove of like history, I think, when it comes to the weird cuts made with you know, as much as like people scrutinize it and as they should, and I think justification but weird the weird cut versions made of like stuff like this, like anime and like yeah, thinking about like all the original songs four kids made for the shows they did. And that's like a phenomenal feat that they bothered to do. Um uh but yeah, it's 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 such an interesting thing. Um
1: Yeah. I this one point I do wanna at least highlight as well where it's like I think about this old XKCD comic that was like, you know, growing up in the 90s, I definitely had a skewed view of, like, watching porn and what gets me off, making fun of the fact that at, in, like, the 1990s, downloading and upload, like, rates, and specifically bit rates, were crushed to shit, and in a similar way, like, I think that speaks a lot to, like, the kids who had to watch shit on Kiss Anime, on Mega Upload. And have to wait for that 72 hour wait time. You also were like saddled with the reality of streaming like uh, capacity. Recently, Mm -hmm. I had watched uh, Redline with a bunch of other folks Mm -hmm. through like Discord. Mm -hmm. And I just had a big grin on my face during those moments that were so like. Yeah, (laughs) I can already
0: picture what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) The the winning the race at Yellowline. All that confetti. And it's just fucking up the bitrate every single second. And that is, like... (laughs) Yeah. The the preservation is an important thing, if only for the fact that there are some motherfuckers that really went above and beyond in what they wanted to make. Yeah. And even in current, like... With current streaming technology, it's still a hassle to, like, you know fully comprehend the intensity of that daikon 4 sakura blossom shot like that's the shit you need on a vhs or at the very least on a downloaded like version to really grasp the scope of
0: what we need is to destroy copyright law and then everything (laughs) will be fine is the thing there's a lot of guys out there who will store everything that has ever happened in the history of mankind (laughs) Right. And yeah. they would, we would all be benefit from their, from their, tr- from their uh, tendencies if the yoke of capitalism. Because
2: right, meanwhile, then we have things like Robotech, which was yeah. that somehow ended up becoming its own thing. Like, and that's just a strange. That's something that took a strange course in history, mostly because of stuff like the gatekeeping of Macross, right um (laughs) to to finally earn itself a uh, like a a proper sanctified like welcome to like international um i like i feel like Macross has a jillion spanish fandoms more than any (laughs) sort of accessibility to like proper like proper like a proper english like iteration of it you know like i i i truly applaud like latin america having being such like having such a powerhouse of an anime community that I, <laughs> that so many things that would have been lost to history are at least like, at least exist in some fashion, even though it probably unfortunately has like Spanish subtitles on it that you can't remove that you don't, you know, that you, you probably don't want on and probably, and you know, probably for someone, you know, an English speaker who probably can't understand it, but I, that's, that's just such an incredible thing to me. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about Uncle Moton. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, like, that's, a, you know, that's a region of the world and a community that, like, that, that really, does. like, shout out to the Latin American anime fans out there. You, you know, you, mm-hmm. you work so hard. Uh, <laughs> and it's probably thanks to Dragon Balls and Fluids. Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to shout out, like, quickly, you know, to finally wrap this up. Uh, I, I, I think we had like, a good conversation about, like, good anime-centered YouTube channels in our Discord community some time ago. And uh Kenny Lauderdale is someone I discovered as a result and, and glad and thankful for. Uh, if you're someone who's, like, into this topic, specifically about, like, obscure 80s anime and, like, early 90s anime that have been lost to history because they're actually bad. Uh, <laughs> and, like, no one, you know, again, people... Again, with the whole, like, rose tinted glasses of people romanticizing, like, old media and stuff. The re- the reality is, some of that stuff is shit. And that's, and, and that's why it's gone. That's why no one wants to preserve it, you know? And that's, like... So, Kenny Lauderdale, um, it sounds as it spells, um, and he focuses on a lot on, like, this sort of obscure media stuff. And, of course, some stuff that's good. Um, uh, but, like, mostly, like anime probably no one's talked about because it's actually not good uh, and it's such an interesting niche to focus on and talk about so uh, I, I do recommend that channel if you're inter- interested in this stuff especially like archival material um especially like in an, like especially like some titles that seemed like at that point in time were ripping off ghibli so hard and no one has talked about them like it, it's very interesting to kind of see um what what has been going on in training? Like when anime like boomed during the late eighties and like all the crap that was coming out at that point in time. When meanwhile today we're comp- we we're compl- we complain about Isekai, but for sure like there's some interesting things that are definitely a sign of the times at that you know at that era, especially in in regards to like stuff that's also a reflection of American culture too with sitcoms like oh here's some family friendly drama that airs every day, you know, it's very low stakes, but you know, it's kind of garbage. Like it has nothing of substance to say. So he looks at stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, pres preservation is definitely like a I- a recurring topic I think across all the industries we we all are interested in, including games, right? Yeah.
1: Definitely. Like I, I definitely know someone's gonna record this week's episode of Shiki Mori because it's just audio commentary <laughs> that they had to put out because of COVID.
2: Yeah god and that's gonna be interesting to see what happens to that after the two weeks oh, sure. i
0: want to i want to know what the accessibility of your fucking mug show live action yeah. segments <laughs> is yeah. in 20 years that's what i want to know right now like yeah, that's all i itself, can think like, of
2: yeah a time capsule of like all the elements of the pandemic like happening during the shoot like so
0: what just, does licensing look like like what does like oh we need to keep paying the fee to keep this around right. like as it <sighs> No. Uh.
1: Oh. Ugh. Oh. Those are my Romae live action segments, too. Ugh.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. uh. Very strange. Very strange times. Speaking of times, we're out of time for real this time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you all for joining me. I'm glad we had a lot of discussions this time around, especially because that's like the longest we've gone for an anime in a while, I think, talking about it. But it was very, I felt good about it. This it felt good um we are we so so next time we're doing a patreon pick barrel pick to this one we're doing thunderbolt fantasy this one's actually on Crunchyroll unlike kids on the slope which should have been on Crunchyroll uh you can go find it go see generobuchi's funny little puppet show uh very curious about this one but yeah uh, thank you all for joining me as always and um we'll see you next time on another episode of unlimited railworks Thank you again
3: and see ya!